Hello, podcast listeners. This is Jared Pitney, and today's episode is with John Fulkerson and Meredith Smith, who joined me to talk about the history of the Collins Theater, where it's been, where it's going, and why they both believe the building to be haunted. I personally walked away from this conversation with even more gratitude for the Collins Theater and what it means to our community. With that, here's today's episode with John and Meredith. Mary wants to be the color commentator. She's like Pepper Brooks from Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Pepper Brooks from Dodgeball. It's confession, and I'm embarrassed to say this. I've never watched Dodgeball. Oh, you got to see it, man. It's the best. Is it really? Yeah. I bet you're a Dodgeball guy. Are you a uh, Dodgeball guy? Yeah, not as much as Sean Goodson is, but yeah. Are you just an overall Ben Stiller guy? No, 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 no. He's in there, right? Ben Stiller's the star. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Ben yeah. Stiller's Vince funny, Vaughn. but he's got some that I don't love. Vince Vaughn is hilarious Oh, my gosh. Me. Vince Vaughn is good. And in Dodgeball, he was great. Yeah. That was great. I'm going to have to watch it. I've, I've seen Meet the Parents. Uh, obviously, I've, I've watched Night of the Museum with my kids numerous times. It's some of Ben Stiller's best. Is it really? Yeah. Was, uh, we, we used to have a guy on staff here, actually the guy who used to produce this show, um, Bill Jeffrey, that said, I think I'm... I, don't quote me on this, Chris, or Bill, if you're listening to this for some reason. <laughs> he said fat camp. Is that right? Was that oh, he no, said it's, was not, it's uh, heavyweights. Heavyweights yeah, was his it's favorite a movie. Fat oh, it's the best. It is Seriously? And it's basically Ben Stiller's the same character. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, he's just whipping people into shape. Yeah. yeah. But heavyweights is by far one of the greatest movies for kids in the 90s. There you really? Go. Yeah. It's pretty good. It still holds up. I love it. I got to go back and watch it. I, Are you? I still quote that movie. Regularly. <laughs> Heavyweights? Yeah. I can't quote it. I can quote a lot of movies. What? Uh, what's your favorite? Are you a big movie guy? Oh, huge movie guy. I could quote Talladega Nights all day, <laughs> That's a good every one. day. I'm yeah. Anchorman. And Anchorman. I can quote Anchorman. 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 That's a good one. It's my favorite. Um, I was thinking, uh, are you old school fans as well? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Bring your purple hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so glad you guys are got, here. Got a pretty nice little Saturday plan. <laughs> Home Depot. I, guess, I don't know if we'll have enough time. But yeah, I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that now that I'm almost 41. and I'm like, how did I get here? It's yeah. like, you know, man, I get to go to Target today. This is going to be great. <laughs> Um, All right. Collins Theater. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I, You know, I have several questions about the Collins, but definitely uh, the most burning question in my mind since you guys are, are – you're on the board, right, both board members. Uh, is that correct? I'm on the board. Uh, Meredith is uh, is our manager. She's manager? The, she's the general manager. General manager. Fantastic. Okay, well, there's no better combo uh, of people that I can talk to about this. Is the Collins Theater haunted? I would uh, say yes. You think so? I've heard so many stories. So I, have you? I have heard many stories. <clears throat> you know that the the Collins is my family. That is that Fra- Francis and Oris Collins. They were they they were my great great grandparents. I didn't know that. Yep. And so um, you know the stories are. Tell me about them for a second. We'll come back to the haunting. Okay. Sure. Uh, sure. Cliffhanger for those who are listening yeah, right now. Definitely. Come back to the hauntings. Your you said your grandparents. They're my great grandparents. Great grandparents. Yes. Yeah. Tell me how they got this thing started. So the the theater was built in 1925. We are just close. We're we're knocking on the door of the of the centennial anniversary. Yeah, the the hundred years, and um, it was actually started and built by the Burdig Company. So the the Burdig uh, Realty Company here in Paragould. Uh, my- was it Adolf Burdig? Or different, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't know. I, okay, I, so I wish I did. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. So Adolf Bertig, you can uh, you can Google this, Chris. I'm sure you might be able to find. So he's responsible 
for, from what I understand, kind of the guy who who made Paragould more of kind of like a cosmopolitan type town. And so he had tons of businesses. He was a, I mean, he was just a business guy. He he employed a lot of people. He was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, he actually ended up um, committing suicide in it is now Judge Phil Hour's house. And okay. so I've actually been in there. The tub that he committed suicide in is still there. Um, in, in his home. And, and so I, I went and toured it, I guess last year because I'm neighbors with, uh, judge Phil hours mm-hmm. and he swears his house is haunted. And so anyways, well, it sure may not the, be the same, but they've got to be same. Family, it would, ha- it would have to be. And, and they, they built the theater and they hired my great, great grandfather, John A. Collins to manage the theater. Well, then in 1936, the Collins family, John and, and then my great-grandfather, Oris, they purchased the theater, and it's been, it was in the Collins family uh, until they donated it <clears throat> to the, uh, at first it was the, they donated it to the Greene County Fine Arts Council in the uh, mid to later 80s. Okay. The, it was the late 80s, and the Fine Arts Council, they, they took over the building and the management, the running of it, and I th- they, they very wisely realized, hey, you know, we, we want our time and talents to be more focused on uh, putting on fantastic stage productions, which mm. they do, and they do a great job. Was uh, it originally built for stage productions? Like, do you know? Yes. It was, it was a, it's a vaudevillian-style theater. So there are there are vaudeville acts in addition to movies there. So you'd have vaudeville, you would have um, all kinds of stage productions. Silent movies was it was the start. The, that was that was what was going on in 1925. Wow. The first movie was The Coast of Folly, starring Gloria Swanson. The Coast of Folly. Yeah, that was that was that a silent film. It was a silent film. Yeah, that is wow. Was it the same amount of seats? That we're in there right now, or has no, it been expanded? There, there were more. There were actually more seats. They were small, smaller seats, uh, and there was actually some some boxes up toward the front. Old pictures, you know. You, there are some old pictures that there were some boxes up at the front. We have removed some uh, seats. I think <clears throat> at the most it was probably closer to seven hundred. Now we have what is it, Meredith? Five forty-two. Yes, yeah. I believe that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. five hundred forty-two, um, which you know a, a decent mid-size venue. But um, it was always designed for, you know, vaudeville, stage productions, and film. Do we have pictures, like, that go back that far? There are, there are several pictures from, um, you know, we've got a lot at the theater. And are they kind of hanging up in the theater? There or? are many of them are hanging up. Okay. We have many in storage. Um, the, the family members, we have some scrapbooks, uh, you know, with, with a lot of those old pictures. I mean, my, my family, they were really big on taking pictures. So there are a lot of pictures. I, I don't know if we have a lot of them that go back into the twenties still, but I know that there are a few. That is wild. Right there in that, that same building. Yeah. Yeah. Same place. Now it's been, it's been, you know, they've had upgrades and renovations. It's not the same marquee. That marquee actually, I think was, um, you know, part of the, the renovations they did in the sixties, but, um, now it's it's a great look. It is it is a cool look. It's it's a cool theater. It's a cool place. It just makes you makes you feel a certain kind of way when you go in there. And not every community has that anymore. Whereas once upon a time, um, every town, big and small, had a had a little movie theater mm-hmm. that was you know yeah very similar. Uh, but those are those are going 
going quick, fast. Yeah. They're falling into disrepair. Well, and I would imagine the Collins had to be one of the first of its kind in this area. Absolutely. I mean, it could have been, I mean that's you know, that well, that size, that capacity. Well, there were only three. Um, there were only three theaters that had that size an orchestra pit and could put together a stage production like that in Northeast Arkansas. And we're the only one I think that's endured. Wow. So let's get back to the hauntings. Yes. Now that you know a little bit of history, now it's tied in your family. I didn't know that you, you hear, I've heard this. I grew up here like both of you and I don't know if I'm sure you did growing up, but I always heard stories about the Collins is haunted and mm-hmm. I've, you know, kind of scoffed at that a little bit, and like that's silly, kind of fun to think about. But then, like, I ran into people, and 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 uh, you know, still people today that I would talk to that are not like superstitious or even believe in like a lot of kind of stuff. Like, I'm telling you, it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, what do y'all think? Yes, no. I say yes. Um, we've had a couple of different times paranormal investigators would ask to come into our theater. Really? They asked. At nighttime, they didn't want to come in the daytime. They want to come at nighttime, and so what I would do is I just basically lock them in the building and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, they survived, thank God. Um, but yes, they would come in and look around, and um, mostly those people would come back with just they would get readings and they would hear noises, but they wouldn't see anything. Other people have witnessed things. The two most common, John, tell me if you've heard anything else, but the two most common for me. Uh, one of them is an older lady in a nice formal gown, and some people say that might be Frances Collins, which would be your grandmother? My great-grandmother. Great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, she is one-siding. We're not sure if it's her or not, but yeah. um, she is seen in the balcony in a beautiful gown. Like um, a certain time of day, night? like They've not specified, but there's been multiple saying her description. Another one uh, is a young child, and he. they say that he looks like he is definitely from another time, not mm-hmm. current, because of his clothing and the, his appearance. Um, and he also has been seen in the balcony. And we're trying to figure out what the relevance is of a child, because obviously he didn't work there on it. Right. Possibly he just had childhood memories there, and they think maybe he just wanted to come back. I don't know, but well, it's still, it's it's exciting. No, yeah. no harm is ever done, yeah. obviously. He's a friendly ghost. Oh, yes. Um, Absolutely. And... I think it's awesome. I think it's a great story. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. And, you know, for, for me, uh, my take on it is, I will say this, I have not witnessed anything personally when I've been in there. But, but based on what I've heard, it's likely to be either, and we called them Graham and Guy. Francis was Graham and Guy was Oris. You know, that's what the grandkids all called him. And, and then also my great aunt, Francis's sister, Ann Parkhurst, uh, my aunt Anne, she worked at the theater in management, and and you know was just as integral in the operation of the theater as as my great grandparents. And so, I think that that we and the family would kind of talk about the stories that people had had what they'd said, and we we've come to the conclusion that the lady is either Graham or Anne Anne, and uh, and it very well could be. But for me, this is what I do when I go in there and I'm alone. Yeah. I will say hi to him. I'll I'll just say, "Hey Graham, hey guy, hey Ann, Ann, how are y'all doing?" And and I just I kind of do it tongue in cheek. Sure, you know you never know. You never, so I mean, you're I'm keeping gonna, your you're keeping your uh, eyes open, absolutely. Right? But you know what? I can't ever be scared. I mean, when I was a kid, I was scared of my own dad gum shadow. I mean, I was scared <laughs> yes. about everything. I have never 
felt scared because these are some of the best people that ever lived yeah, yeah. in this community. They are just wonderful, wonderful people. Sure. And uh, I love them so dearly that, that I couldn't possibly be afraid yeah. of whatever whatever might be hanging around. That's I can, fascinating. I can't, I, yeah, I can't be afraid of that. Who are the, 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 the paranormal? You said there was like a paranormal team. Like, do we... Do we know who that was that even came and looked at it? Has that been too far back? It's been about a year or two ago, but I uh, don't know them by name, but they were on social media. Um, okay. I am curious. I'll try to find that out for you. Yeah. But through the years, there have been a few different groups that kind of interested wanted, in hearing yeah. what they have to, to say about it. Yeah. So tell me, you guys are both involved. Obviously, I can understand, John, your involvement in, uh, you know, this, is, this runs deep in your family. For you, Meredith, like, how did you get involved in uh, working with the Collins? Well, I've always been a fan, you know, just from driving by and going to shows on my own before I ever worked there or were affiliated. Uh, my day job's insurance, my night job and weekend job is the theater. Mm. And so, I've, of course, I love that a lot more. Yep. It's more fun, more yes. exciting. Um, we have so many amazing shows come through. Um, I was so happy to become a part of it to actually be involved. First of all, I fell in love with that building. It's absolutely magnificent. It's gorgeous. It's almost 100 years old, and they've kept it up all this time. Um, So you're basically walking into a building full of 100 years worth of history. Mm. And so um, I fell in love with the building. Then I fell in love with the people, um, the people that come through that door at night. Mm. You know, they're smiling. They're happy. They're excited to be out of their house, spending time with their friends and family. Um, It's I've just totally fallen in love with the whole concept and the people that rent it out as well. Um, the acts that come through, big names, small names, doesn't matter. It's it's all wonderful. Every single time we're there, it's a good time. It, it's, it seems like there's momentum to where there's even more happening now at the Collins than what I remember. Like, am I imagining things? No. Or okay, <laughs> no. Was there a season to where it kind of hit a lull, like a certain a certain era, a certain time where it wasn't happening as much? Well, you know, the Collins Theater Foundation. Um, is a nonprofit that that operates the theater. And the Collins Theater Foundation uh, was established in 1990. So so for the last, you know, 30, 30, going on 34 years, um, there have been peaks and valleys in terms of, you know, just management and how active and involved we were in different types of programming. A lot of times the programming is sort of reflected the the manager of the theater because of the connections they may have. You know, we had we had um, the great Ray Crutchfield uh, of this community mm-hmm. was was very much embedded in gospel uh, mm-hmm. vocal groups. And so we he had a lot more connections to that particular genre. So for a while, that was a little bit more of what came to the theater. Then, uh, you know, Rick Lane, a phenomenal force in this community, uh, was very, very passionate about stage production. So, um, you know, that that became a huge part of what we did. And it always has been a big part of it, but that sort of would be a little bit more of what happened. So what we're doing now is we're sort of in a season where – we're trying to create something for everybody. Sure. We want to have music of all kinds of different styles. We have a magic festival. Mag- magic on the Ridge mm. is, a, is, a, uh, is a magic festival where we're bringing in grand illusion, nationally televised you know, people with, with big names, high quality. 
the comedy at the Collins series. We're trying to bring stand-up comedy and make that yeah. a, a, a... That's a fairly new thing, right? That is comedy? pretty new. Yeah, that's within the last probably year, year and a half. Have y'all had, had a good response more. to that? We've had a great response to that. We've had... we And it's a growing response. There's there's people coming from all over the place. And Joe Wessel is, is always... I love seeing Joe come whenever we have a big crowd for, for a, a comedy show or something. But he'll always... One of the first things he'll say is... I, there, there's people I had I've never seen in here before, and mm-hmm. and, he, and he's excited about that. We're all excited yes. about that because we You're need hitting a different demographic. Yes, we need future generations here in Paragould. We need kids, young people, to to now have experiences in this theater. Whereas you know people in 1990 when the Collins Theater Foundation was was started, it was younger professionals that started it. Those people now are are older, uh, more senior members of our of our uh, community, and those people had fond memories of the Capitol. It meant a lot to them. Capitol Collins yes, Theater, yep, formerly yep. known as the Capitol Theater, um, they had those fond memories. But but we want to continue to have generations that will have those fond memories, so that they'll take on they'll take on the reins and they'll keep this going. We want a two hundred year old theater to be thriving, yeah. in a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I love your that. Yeah, this is the strategy and the idea behind appealing to more people because there are some folks. It's like they're never going. It doesn't matter how good the the play is. They're just not. They're not going to go that. see it. They're not in that. It's not their right. thing. You know, it could be world right. class. It's like they're not going to get up and go down the street to it. And so, um, I think that's fantastic. I, I love. You know, I live close by here, and so I'm. I work down here, and so it's just really cool to see different tour buses and look at the sign and be like, wow, like it does seem like there's a wide variety of things happening. Yes, uh, we have some huge names come through, some of which uh, have millions of followers on their social media platforms. They sell out fast, so you definitely would need to follow the Collins Theater pages on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok to make sure that you know that they're coming before they sell out. Um, Some of our most recent massive success stories would be Reza, the magician out of Branson. Mm. He sold out. Ginger Billy, the comedian, sold out. Zach Rushing, the comedian, sold out. John Lovitz, the comedian, almost sold out. Um, and he's that these are huge names yeah. and they're here in this tiny town of Paragould, Arkansas. Uh, John and I built relationships with people in the business who are kind enough to give Paragould a chance mm-hmm. and Paragould and surrounding areas have shown up and showed out. And thanks to the public for showing up, we will continue to bring more bigger names. Yeah. Uh, attendance is key. So if we keep proving that Paragould can be profitable for these comedians or artists or whatever the case may be, the sky's the limit on the entertainment. We can get big names. Absolutely. We've got we got some great programming coming up through uh, 2024 that's going to just knock everybody's socks off. I'm telling you. It's, are you able to share some of that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we, um, we are going to have... Um, we're going to have the the Liverpool legends, Liverpool legends uh, that that come to, to to Walnut Ridge every year. But the Liverpool legends in the world of of um, the Beatles tribute is like top tier. I mean, they mm. are you know th- this is like George Harrison's sister like hand selected these guys, and and they it's like you're at a Beatles show, and they are coming on Eclipse weekend. We have an entire weekend of programming. That is that is just very exciting. We've got for the Eclipse weekend. For the Eclipse weekend, absolutely. We've got um, Liverpool Legends that Friday night. Uh, then that Saturday night, we've got Simply Seeger, which people in this community love. Every year, it's a bigger and bigger. Day. He he comes and this guy looks like Bob Seeger. He sounds like Bob Seeger. He puts on an amazing show. 
Then Sunday night, we've got um, comedian Jeff Allen. This guy has uh, has been all over television. Uh, he's got um, Comedy Central specials. He has national touring. He's going to be here Monday night, Nightwing. You actually, yeah, my, my dad's absolutely, band. Man. Yeah, yeah, my dad's band. They're they're playing uh, on Eclipse Night. Uh, I, I, I kind of think there's a nice little play on that Nightwing. That's awesome. Yeah, not bad, <laughs> I right? love it, man. Yeah, not bad. But um, but you know we've we've also got you know on February third that's coming up. So February third yeah. we've got Mary Beth Bird. I mean Mary Beth Bird. For those that that may not know it, she's I mean it's been a very popular selling show so far. I mean she was top eight on The Voice, NBC's The Voice, and then made top ten in American Idol. Mm. And Mary Beth Bird, she, her and her band are coming. They're going to do a two-hour concert. It's going to be, it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great show. It's kept very affordable. We try to keep everything as affordable as we can. Yep. Um, you have got uh, Meredith, who's who's coming in March? The comedian we've got, uh, um, Uncle Laser. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uncle Laser. Another another one of those. Big time social media famous comedians. How do y'all find these people? Are y'all just like watching? I mean, obviously some of them I know that you just have heard of because they're famous. Are you, is that part of what you guys are both doing is like keeping your eyes peeled for, you know, people on social media, like watching who's hot right now, like who's popular, who's, you know, and then you reach out to them. Like, how does that, how does that happen? How do you make that deal? We're, to doing, where you- we're doing a fair amount of that, but we also have got promoters that are reaching out to us. Oh, that's cool. Um, because we're a perfect pass through location. You think about where we are in relation to big areas where they're going to be going. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and we're a good pass through so they yep. can have a show here on their way to Dallas or on their way to St. Louis or Nashville or, you know, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty, pretty close to and pretty accessible to a lot of big areas. Yeah. What are you within like four hours of, you think about like St. Louis and Nashville and Memphis and Little Rock and all these places. It does make sense. That's, I, I mean, it makes me glad to hear that it's, you have brought it to a point. Y'all have brought it to a point where now even people are reaching out. It shows that you're 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 putting the Collins on the map, not just here in Northeast Arkansas, but beyond that. Exactly. Right. Yes. I mean, they will hear that we sold out such and such comedian, and they'll see the post on social media, and even the comedian himself will be posting where he is at with literally our marquee on his photo with millions of followers. I think that comedians follow comedians and bands follow bands just to see what they're up to, what cities they're going to. And it causes word of mouth referrals. And then we get reached out to by people we weren't expecting. And even after the fact, maybe they were agent represented at one time in the future, the artist or the comedian themselves may reach out to us on a personal level and say, Hey, we loved being at the Collins theater. We want to come back. So it's, it's going great. And I feel like it can do nothing but grow at this point. Well, I've, the Collins, has meant a lot to my family and my wife is just in a in a play and my daughter recently it's the second one my wife has been in i used to be in a band in college our very first show ever was at the collins theater awesome. you so, should do it again uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah I, it was, let's do it jared bring it back yeah, reunion tour i don't think we could our our drummer could absolutely hold his own he is uh has made a living out of music but all the rest of us i think have hung up our uh, our instruments and so but the Collins has been great, and, and I am so glad that 
you both have a passion for it. Is there anything that you would want people in Paragould or those who are listening to this to know, uh, whether it's about the Collins or it's about something that, that's happening coming up this year or just your long-term plan, anything that comes to mind that you're like, yeah, I want to make sure that people listen to this know? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and Meredith, I, I want you to have an opportunity to talk about this too, but I, I, I want to stress out there to, to everybody how important it is to, to follow us on our social media. You, you follow us on the social media and, and also go to collinstheater.com slash tickets and you'll see all kinds of opportunities to buy tickets. Buy those tickets online. I mean, there are those people that don't really love buying tickets online and, mm-hmm. and we get that and you can buy them at the door um, the night of. We're trying to, we're, we're experimenting and we're, we're talking as a board and we're, we're brainstorming with Meredith and trying to find some ways that we can, we can also make tickets available um, at physical locations mm-hmm. for people that'd like to do that as well. And hopefully that's, that's going to be something that we're going to be able to tackle. But, but, you know, getting on there and getting those tickets online because more and more shows are selling out. Okay. They really are. More and more of them are. Um, but That's, but where's your? Uh, are you primarily sit you on social media? Is it primarily Facebook and Instagram? Facebook is our largest is our okay. largest following. We're we're knocking on the door of ten thousand Facebook followers. Jeez. I mean it's oh it's fantastic. We're we're really we're really growing that that social media presence. But then we're also doing the same thing on Instagram for those that are there. We are excited about what we're doing with Instagram and TikTok because what we're what we're trying to start moving into is we want to educate our audiences. Another show that's coming up in August, now I know August is a ways off, but um, a group that has millions and millions of views on on TikTok and uh, YouTube and all the social channels is a group called Burn the Jukebox. Mm. And that's a group of teenagers that do 80s cover music, 80s, 90s, they do do cover music at an incredible level. I mean, you just... So teenagers? Oh my, yes. Yes, these are like 16-year-old kids that are shredding. I mean, they are absolutely knocking it out of the park. And they go around and tour, and we've got them. They're coming. They live in Nashville. Again, this is a perfect pass-through for them. They're coming. These people with millions of views, well-known. Um, but, you know, what we are going to try to use our TikTok and our Instagram for is to help educate our audiences. When we've got people that we know are coming, we want to share their yes. content. And we want to get that content out for our followers to see and think, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So we need to be educating our community on, on what's coming. Yes. Because, you know, you, sometimes you don't know how excited you are about something until you until you get taught. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm immediately excited about burning the jukebox. I'm yeah. like, that sounds great. Check and I would out. have never known if I just like drove by and just happened to see it on the sign. I'd be like, eh, whatever. I'm sure it'll be great, but yeah. not for me. And yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I want to go to that. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's the kind of thing we're trying to do with our socials a lot. But, but if you, you know, go online, collinstheater.com slash tickets. That's your opportunity. Also, um, you know, on and Facebook. any show you can buy tickets off. On well, the website, you can for 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 productions for our productions. Okay, I would say you'd be able to for most shows because what we do is whenever we have a promoter that's working with us, a lot of the time they like to use their own online box office. We'll still provide a link to that, so the ticket page will still be able to, in most cases, get you to whatever show you want. 
But uh, there are some shows out there that don't sell online. We do have some people uh, locally that, uh, you know, like if you're going to a dance recital or if you're going to, uh, there are a few that, that are still not doing online sales, like uh, the Ultimate Oldies show. Um, that's not an online sale. Uh, you got to call Joe if you want to get your tickets. Um, that, they'll call the theater too, right, Meredith? And yes. You can help them with that too. Mm-hmm. But um, So there are still some events that, don't have online shows, but you'll still be able to go to our website and you'll be able to go see anything that's coming up uh, on social media or the website. Great. Anything you'd add to that, Meredith? Obviously, the social media thing is huge, getting that out there. Anything else you would want people to know in Paragold as they think about maybe this upcoming year or just the Collins in general? Uh, Yes. um, No one in Paragold should ever say there is nothing to do in this town because on average, we typically book two to three events per week. You can literally base your date nights, your girls not out, your guys not out Mm. around our calendar and have a blast right here locally without having to drive Mm -hmm. four or more hours. And you're also supporting a nonprofit organization at the same time. Um, Another point is, uh, and it's probably one of my favorite things about the theater is that we have gradually evolved into a venue that has literally something for everyone, no matter what your tastes or your budgets are. So we have the theatrical projections. Um, Act two is pretty common. Green County Fine Arts Council is pretty common. A girl out of uh, Lawrence County uh, named Jenna is pretty common. Then we, uh, if you don't like plays, that's fine. We have live music all the time. If you don't like live music, that's cool. We have comedians. Mm. Uh, so basically, uh, oh, and also bluegrass and gospel. Like there's yeah, a yeah. little bit of everything. So is bluegrass still happening there? Oh, uh, we are the hub of bluegrass yes. in Northeast. I am Arkansas. ashamed to admit I have not been to any of the bluegrass uh, concerts, and I have heard from so many people that it's excellent. Bluegrass mm-hmm. festival, the Big Grass Bluegrass Festival, yep. is every year in July. Uh, it's we're going to have a huge splash with that daily in Vincent. Uh, huge in the world of bluegrass, they are they are headlining um, for the Big Grass Bluegrass Festival, and then every month KASU's uh, been a great partner with us yeah. and uh, Bluegrass Monday once a month at the Collins Theater in Paris. And y'all get a great turnout from that, I hear. It is it is a good, really strong turnout. A lot of bluegrass lovers around here, and uh, and we're the hub for that. You know, we're the hub Super for that. Super cool. We want to keep being the hub for comedy. We want to keep being the club. I mean, people, there, there's something, I want to say this about comedy, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between going to a club, mm-hmm. like a nightclub or something, and going into a, a, a historic theater to mm-hmm. watch some stand-up comedy. There's a reason that these stand-up specials are always in theaters. Mm-hmm. Because that's an amazing natural venue for it. And every comedian that's come, we've had we've had America's Got Talent semifinalist Greg Morton. We've had John Lovitz. We have had uh, Mitch Fatel. Uh, the, these big names in the world of comedy are coming to Paragould, and they go on and on about our theater. Mitch Fatel said he wants to do his next special in the Collins Theater in Paragould. Wow. That says a lot. It says a lot. And, you know, magic is becoming a big thing. We're wanting to make magic even bigger. We brought in some huge names. We're going to keep bringing in bigger names. Uh, You know, we are not stopping. Collins Theater will not stop, can't stop, won't stop. I love it. It is. It is. It's stronger than ever. Yeah, it's something for this whole area. And and what I love about you guys are changing the culture of the city. I think for the better, and the fact that you know I've grown up here and 
Paragold is not known as a place uh, for the arts. Uh, historically, it's not been known as that, right? I mean, like hunting, fishing, <laughs> sports, and I love it all. Nothing wrong with any great. of that. Yeah. But I also love the arts. Like, I love music. I think there's a huge place for that in our culture. I think it's very important, and I'm excited that we have great leadership and people that are putting this out there, and it seems to be weekly gaining momentum. Well, educational outreach is another really big thing we're trying to do. For instance, this summer, um, we're trying to to get started, and, and we have plans to do the Collins Young Artist Series. And that will be uh, through the week for kids that are young, young musicians, where like if you've just finished your first or second year in band and maybe you're not going to go off to band camp, that can get awfully pricey mm-hmm. to do that. We're going to bring in a clinician to come in and, and do a clinic experience with those kids. Mm-hmm. So because it becomes almost like a day camp mm-hmm. for people that are doing uh, instrumental music vocal music, visual art, theater. We'll have a young artist series, and that's educational outreach. The Collins Jazz Colloquium, Patty Camp, if you're listening out there, that was her name. She came up with this amazing title. We call it the CJC. It's essentially a jazz festival where jazz bands are going to be able to come around um, from their school to be clinicked by, by just amazing musicians in the world of jazz and they're going to get this awesome festival clinic experience and hear an amazing concert we're partnering with the asu jazz orchestra and i mean this is this is educational outreach and like you talking about performing arts that's that's reaching out to a different group of people that that just love the arts and, you know, something else that I'm super excited about is, um, you know, we're, we're expanding and growing. The Wessel Room, which is, um, you know, part of that same block, you know, there's, there's three buildings mm-hmm. where the Collins is. We have purchased the others, so we have all of those three buildings. We have just recently finished renovations on the Wessel Room, named after our president, Joe Wessel, mm-hmm. who just has, is instrumental to everything that we do Mm. this is you know we our theater or the foundation in the community owe a debt of gratitude to the work of joe wessel what is the wessel room going to be the wessel room is an it's it's essentially an event center it's a small event center where you can rent that space where maybe you don't need to rent the whole theater but you'd like to have a shower you'd like to have a reception it's great you'd like to do a small event you can fit as many as about a hundred people in there if you really yeah. pack them in but we also have tables and chairs and you can have like i had my faculty christmas party um, at the wessel room um, it also provides an overflow area with additional restrooms for the theater there is a prep kitchen in the back so um you know the the wessel room we just lovingly call it the wessel is is just an extension of the theater that can provide more opportunities for people that need uh, an event space because you know there's really not enough event space in Paragould yeah. for people to rent if they sure. if they want so we wanted to fill that gap yeah we talk about this a lot here at the crossing because we obviously are uh, we have a lot of events here and we literally i mean i don't know what we had last year i think 45 plus events here and we never even promote we don't ever call anybody right. we have to turn people away um because the very reason you just said is there's just not a lot of space you talked about joe wessel and just how um you know just paramount how how, how huge he has been in helping the collins get to where it is today meredith you were talking too there there's it's not just y'all, it's not just Joe Wessel, but there's others that yes. you said that you, you, y'all give credit to, right? 
Yes, uh, we have a wonderful board. They're amazing and supportive and helpful. Also, uh, the assistant manager is Mike Havens. Uh, everyone loves Mike. I am second place to Mike in everything <laughs> as far as uh, the people com- coming in that door. I'll stand in that lobby, be cheesing it up, you know, trying to get people to say hi to me, and they're like, where's Mike? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Mike matters. right past you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Tony is uh, one of our volunteers, and she's sweet as can be. She puts up flowers for us. But Mike Havens, uh, it doesn't matter if I'm just talking to an acquaintance or if I make a post on the Collins Theater page about Mike, it blows up because mm. he's one of the most lovable guys on earth. Jim mm. and Kent. Oh, yeah. Jim. Oh, they work so hard. Oh, yeah. These guys, uh, they sound and lighting. Um, just, you know, so much of it is, and even those that receive, you know, some financial compensation yeah. for what they do, like Meredith, it's it's probably 75% volunteer mm-hmm. because it, what we are able to pay doesn't, Sure. Doesn't scratch the surface of the time put in, but these are passionate people yeah. about what we're doing at the theater. Well, I'm thankful for each one of you and the work that you're doing and excited about what's coming up. I've, there's so much more we could talk about, but since you're here, I've got to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Okay. Are y'all ready for it? Let's do yes. it. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start with you, John, on this question. And I go to you, Meredith. And the next time I'll start with you and I'll go to you. Does okay. that work? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, movie guys, this is a good one for you. What is either the last movie you watched or last book you read, John? Okay, the last movie I watched was man or show. <clears throat> oh, Parks and Rec. Oh, the big Parks and Rec guy. Oh yeah, I so know. Is my wife. I'm watching it again. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's excellent. I've seen one episode. Wow, it's great. Yeah, it, it seems really funny, and I want to be into it. It's kind of like a dodgeball. It's one of those things I just feel ashamed to admit not seeing it. What about you? Last show or movie you watched or book you read? The last movie I watched was Meg 2 because my son is 10 years old. His name's Colt, and he's obsessed with uh, sharks, animals, wildlife, things like that. It's a great flick to go watch then. Yes. Uh, Favorite, this is for you, Meredith. What's your favorite band? I should say Nightwing because it's Andy Ferguson's band. <laughs> <Yeah. man. laughs> now, what are you going to say, man? This, I, I'm not going to let you say Nightwing other than Nightwing. Well, I would say Nightwing, but it's already been it's said. It's already been so said. Yeah. can't do it. Yeah, who would you go with? Um, I, you know, I, as a former music educator, I've got, I got a, lot of, uh, a lot of different musical tastes. I'd say I'm, I'm just a real big Dave Matthews band fan. Dave Matthews is legit. I'm telling you. That's, it's, you can't go wrong. You have a favorite album by them? Um, no, I'm more of a. I like to listen to the greatest hits and yeah. get all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they've their music has stood the test of time for sure. Definitely. Uh, what John would be your last meal? Your well, final meal? What, like, would it, what would it consist of? Last like meal. not what I ate last, but like what I would <laughs> correct. Have. Oh, oh, okay. very good. You know, I've asked that question a lot. And you're the first person to ever oh, try no. to get clarification around that. And now I'm thinking I should probably rephrase how I asked the question. Uh, um, yeah, your final meal on earth. <laughs> what would it be? So, do, I mean, would that include dessert as well? Of course, it would okay. be appetizers, drinks, the whole thing. Man. Okay. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be some uh, chips and queso for an appetizer. Then it's gonna. Does be, it matter where that's from? Ah, uh, nah. Okay. It's going to be a really well-cooked, uh, no, I'm sorry, medium. There you go. Very well-seasoned and cooked New York Strip steak. New York Strip? Yes. 
You don't want the uh, myoglobulin <laughs> touching your potatoes. Do you know what that is? That I, word I just dropped on you? I do not. Okay. Well, we just had <laughs> this conversation. Two episodes in a row we're having this conversation. I'm throwing because everyone always has steak. <laughs> Everybody's a steak. I just had a conversation with him last week, Chris, and I was like, he's like, how do you like your steak? I said, I don't. I want it medium. I don't want any blood running into my potatoes. And he's like, well, that would never happen because they always drain the blood out of meat. I didn't know that. I was like, no, there's blood. I see it. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not blood. It's something different. And so I Googled it. It's myoglobulin. Myoglobulin. Goblin. Globlin. Globlin. Globlin, not goblins. Not there's, goblins. No go- there's no <laughs> goblins in the <laughs> yeah. steak. Francis and Norris Collins are in the steak. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. So a medium New York strip yeah, steak. That's right. What's and, your sides? And what the side's going to be, it's going to have to be a, uh, a really good uh, kind of creamy garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah, man. And I think I'd like some nice cheesy mac and cheese. Ooh. Where, do you have a favorite place to get a steak around here? Uh, my house. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really kind of cocky. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. Do you I, do? Or do you do you have a certain like? Are you just trying to go like high heat, cook it fast? You doing like a reverse sear? Like what are you? So are you throwing it on like a smoker? What are you doing? No, I'm not doing anything real special. I just kind of like the way I season. I use stra- you know strawberries. Yes. I use their steak seasoning. Yeah, it's a good seasoning. I, I like that yeah, seasoning. But I'll tell you, if I'm going to go out and have a steak, Paragool Country Club does a real good steak. Okay, Never and, and I really, I really like their steak. They do a great job. What's your dessert? I don't, I don't really get out a lot to eat out a lot. So you know, well, I, when you can make a good steak, you don't have to go somewhere else. There you go. Um, the dessert is going to be key lime pie. Okay, you lost me on that one, but the rest I'm with you. I'm with you on the pie. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm sorry you have to be wrong on that. (laughs) I will gladly be wrong as long as you don't (laughs) make me eat it. Uh, What about you, Meredith? What would be your final meal? What would it consist of? I am a huge fan of Chow at 118. Mm. Yeah, down there on Pruitt Street, or we're on Pruitt Street, but yes. Yeah, we are. Um, I love Chow. Uh, I typically go in and get that bamboo steamer to start with. It's so delicious. What is that? Uh, it's like, it's got, um, I guess you'd call it like Asian foods. It's got like egg, roll, egg rolls and it has um, the, is it called wontons? Yeah, wontons. Yeah. It has yeah. a few different things in it and some really good sauces that I'm sure they make in-house. Um, I, w- I would also like a steak uh, as far you as... You going medium? Um, medium, unless it's a place that doesn't do medium how I like it. You know, yeah. I, I want... Nothing running out either. You want no myoglobulin. Yeah, none <laughs> of the myoglobulin running out for you. I would have to leave chow for my dessert, though. Have y'all had Omar's Uptown desserts? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I get the chocolate eruption, creme brulee, something like that. I could get it to go, though, and take it home and eat it later if I'm full. That's, that's great. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I want to know more about this bamboo steamer. You've got to try it. I'm literally trying to find it on my well, Are you trying to find images? Yeah. It sounds excellent. It's in a little wicker... Uh, round bowl too. It's it's awesome. It's great. I didn't know they had that. So it's, it's uh, shrimp dumplings, lobster pot stickers, pork egg rolls, seaweed salad, pickled ginger, Asian ginger dipping sauce, and Thai sweet chili sauce. It sounds great, but it also sounds like nothing that I can eat. Hmm. I've got a gluten allergy. I see, but it sounds great. Uh, all right, Meredith, ready? Mm-hmm. What is on your nightstand right now? Okay, uh, mostly decorations. There's probably a photo of my son. Uh, melatonin oh, to yeah. knock me out yeah. whenever I'm not sleepy. Uh, oh, and those um, really soft, cool gel eye covers because I yeah. hate any lot whatsoever. Yep. Good for you. Mm-hmm. What uh, sounds like you're a uh, you care a lot about your quality of sleep. This yes. is a totally random question. What uh, 
I'll ask both of you this. I've never asked anybody else this on the podcast. What temperature do you set your house on when you're trying to go to sleep? I I get hot in bed, yep. so I guess uh, it's usually around 65, 66, but Perfect. I have a fan on too. Good for you. Mm-hmm. You're you're killing it in the sleep world. So I've been studying <laughs> I've been studying this a lot. Like matter of fact, I just I just talked about this a couple Sundays ago and I was sharing talking about the importance of sleep and how sleep is a gift and most of us take it for granted and it's like when you do the research, literally, there's like an ideal temperature, which is about 65. Mm-hmm. They say block out any kind of light. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you want your body to be as cool as possible. Anyways, you're doing great. I sleep like a rock. Yeah, well, I can, because you're doing <laughs> it right. What was on your nightstand, John? Um, on the nightstand, I have The Essential 55 by Ron Clark. It's an education book. Okay, excellent. And there's also an assortment of toys and things because I have a four-year-old. So Sure, of <laughs> course. That's the way it goes. Squishy um, balls and, you know, things that she likes to <laughs> grab and play that sounds a lot like my house um john give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy i really i really enjoy sunday afternoons because that's time that i take my daughter and we go to mcdonald's and she is just so excited to just sit with me and she'll put her head leaned up next to me while we're waiting mm. on the Happy Meal to come out. And she's just so happy to be there with me. And then we go over to my parents' house and just have some some visiting time with them. And that that gives me great joy. joy. That's, that's, that's really one. Cool. Now, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of things. I've got, I had my kids 20 years apart. So I've got a 25-year, almost 25-year-old daughter, and I have a 16-year-old son. Uh, and then I've got a 17-year-old stepson. And then I have a four-year-old daughter. Wow, wow. And so, you know, the, all the other kids, there's moments with them that give me great joy also. Sure. Um, have you noticed a difference in how you parent your four-year-old versus your Oh, oldest? yeah. She, oh my gosh, yes. Uh-huh. Good thing I'm done. <laughs> Good thing I'm done. Because I'm telling you, man, it's, uh, it's different. You just, it's just, you got to. Are you more laid back or less laid back with your youngest? I can't be as laid back as I want to be with my youngest. Okay, because the personalities, is, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just, just totally different personalities. She really doesn't have a lot of chill, bless her heart. Yeah. But that's okay, you know. She's she's her that's own That's going to serve her well oh, later in life. Will. I can't wait it to It might, like, yeah, be. put you in an early grave, but it'll serve her well. Absolutely, it will serve her well. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. What about you, Meredith? What's an ordinary moment uh, that brings you great joy? Anything to do with my son as well. Uh, Colt, like I said, he's 10 years old. Um, I love watching him grow up. I miss the baby toddler version Mm -hmm. very much so. And I have to remind myself, hey, this is the same kid. Um, So watching him grow up, making straight A's, uh, quiz bowl champion, playing basketball. He made his first basket last night. Um, I was on cloud nine. I I could go on and on about him for Mm -hmm. hours, but he is my pride and joy. And I I post too much about him on social media, (laughs) I know, but I'm in love with that boy. That's awesome. Uh, Last question. I'll start with you, Meredith. What's one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? I am deeply grateful for my son, uh, my family, um, my my job, my business, my livelihood, um, the Collins Theater. Mm. I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Awesome. What about you, John? You know, I, um, by day, you know, I'm talking about the Collins, but by day I'm an elementary school uh, principal. Mm-hmm. And um, your mom actually one of my favorite human beings mm-hmm. on earth. So mm-hmm. I continue to be grateful for your mom. But Thanks I am, that. I, that, no problem. Um, it's very true. But, but I am... 
I am blessed to have the co-workers that I have. I am eternally grateful for the fact that they make my life so much easier. They're just so committed and such great, wonderful human beings. I have to acknowledge them. They are just the best people ever. Awesome. Well, guys, I've enjoyed, it's been informative. It's been good for me, uh, and I know it'll be good for others to hear. I did. I knew a lot was going on with Collins. I didn't realize how much was going on there, and so well done. Uh, keep up the good work. You're making our city a, a better place for sure, and uh, look forward to hopefully having you all on maybe next year, and we can talk about what's coming up then. Absolutely. So. 100th year, it's going to be a big one. That's yeah, going to be big. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. John Meredith have left the building. That was definitely informative. I thought that I was aware of what all was happening in the Collins Theater, but I just scratched the surface. Yeah, can't wait to have that tribute reunion band of yours. <laughs> yeah. That concert don't, coming up. Don't hold your breath. Look forward to the 2024 100th anniversary. That definitely was not the biggest crowd they've ever had in that building. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Uh, hey, if you're still listening, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have not already done so, go check us out on different social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram primarily. And also, um, whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple or Spotify, if you would, please just take 10 seconds and give us a five-star rating. Uh, that's not about just patting us on the back. That helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people living right here in Paragold. With that, thanks for listening. Until next time.